Hello and welcome to the A Few Good Punts podcast where the punting is as amateur as the podcasters themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jordan Hatter and I'm joined by a man who has never enjoyed officiating quite like the last 14 seconds of the 49ers Cowboys game, Stuart Thompson. How are you today, Stu? Uh, still stressed after that game, honestly, uh, but outside of that, I'm, I'm great. Um, yeah, still recovering. But... That was a crazy, crazy ending to that game. I... <laughs> I was talking to some of the guys at footy training yesterday and I was like, I can't believe the Cowboys didn't just throw it at the end zone the last two players instead of trying to run a play with 14 seconds to go. Leaving that's it. In the they... hands of the... Yeah, you're yeah. right. I was going to say, yeah, that, that's it. They probably could have had two, maybe three three plays in the end zone. The The Niners' secondary is not not their strong point. I, if I were Dak, I'd be throwing it in there, but I think it probably comes down to the play calling. McCarthy... Just, yeah, lots of uh, lots of blame going at McCarthy. I, I don't know, it's tricky. Like, I wonder how much blame is on McCarthy and how much is actually on Kellen Moore. But mm. anyway, that being said, we should need to get into what we're doing on this podcast and why people should listen. So we're going to talk about a little premise that we've come up with. Um, I'll let you explain the crux of the rules, Stu. So what are we sort of aiming to do with this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think our premise, it revolves around two things which uh, we both love, which is uh, betting, particularly sports betting, and uh, <laughs> being competitive with mates. So um, basically what we do is we each set aside $50 each week um, for sports betting. We can, we can um, allocate that however we choose. We analyze games, um, talk through yep. the games, uh, and then and say what we like from a betting perspective. Um, and then we'll come together, say, say what our bets are before the week. Um, and after, after the week's matchups are over, we'll, we'll come together again, see how we went uh, and, and break down where we went wrong, where we went right and how we've ended up overall. So I think particularly at the start, we're, we're focusing on NFL. Um, we're in the NFL yeah, class exactly. at the moment. So that's a big thing, but um, we're a fan of... All sports, basically. So we're, we're not restricted just to NFL. Well, I think you and I, you and I talked about it. We said initially that we were going to aim to sort of do it for the start of the coming NRL season, but we thought, you know, we'd try and refine it a little bit, have a few practice goes, and what better time to do it than sort of NFL playoffs starting last weekend. Mm. Um, speaking of last weekend, we should probably do a quick recap of the weekend's games. We did talk about um, briefly the Cowboys 49ers game. Obviously, you were. Very happy with the result there. Um, some of the other results that we had, obviously, uh, had the Bengals getting up over the Raiders, twenty-six to nineteen. Um, how did you go on this one? Uh, not not well uh, from a perspective. <laughs> uh, wasn't a great start for me. I I saw the game going one of two ways. I thought the Bengals were either going to blow the Raiders out. Um, Bengals have got a lot of offensive weapons. You've got Burrow, then you've got. Three great receivers in Chase, oh. uh, Chase T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. You've got a great running back in Joe Mixon. I just either thought they were going to absolutely blow them out with with those weapons, or as Raiders have done so many times this season, I thought they were going to keep it really tight, and there was going to be potentially a field goal in it. Um, I can't remember what the spread exactly was, but I think it was about four four and a half points um, for the Raiders. I think, Raiders, a, I think so. a lot of the doubt 
about the Bengals was sort of more down to their history and sort of not down to the Joe Burrow era. Do you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, they haven't won a playoff game. I think it was something ridiculous. Like, since I think one of the things I saw on Twitter was like the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since text messaging was invented. So yeah, there's a lot of hesitation. I uh, I think gambling wise for the Bengals, even though they've had such a great season. Yeah. Yeah, two um, two I, things. Um, I, I I feel like I uh, convinced myself to go down the Raiders path a bit more. The more I looked at the game, um, like you said, the the history for the Bengals. Burrow is still a very young quarterback, albeit albeit that he doesn't really play like one. He's uh, um, he definitely doesn't play like one. Yeah, pretty cool, calm and collected. But um, I also just liked the the Raiders defensive line against the Bengals O line. I thought that was the biggest going to be the biggest matchup, and I thought the Raiders were just going to get up, absolutely get after Burrow, um, which Look, they think, did. But, I mean, I think just Burrow was just too good in the end. I think I'm finally ready to give Joe Burrow the best quarterback in Ohio title after, <laughs> after last week as a Browns fan. Um, I did okay on this one. I didn't have a lot riding. I had Obviously, I had the Bengals in my multi, um, mm. which obviously hit for my first leg. But I also had... Bengals, and then I had it leading into the next game that we'll talk about, um, the Bills minus four and a half. So I'll just, for that one, I had a $10 stake and got up $17 approximately. Mm. Um, so I was, I was happy with that. I, the Raiders, like, I don't know, it was, it was hard for me to take them super seriously after Gruden left anyway. So I, I thought the Bengals, even with all the history stuff, and that ended up coming through. Um, mm. We will move on to that next game. Uh, is there anything else you want to add on the Bengals Raiders? Unless there was. No, I think I think you you touched on it a bit there. Since since Gruden, since the the email saga with Gruden mm. uh, happened, it's it's just been a topsy turvy season for the Raiders. And fair and it's fair almost to get into uh, the playoffs really. Like, yeah, exactly. I think. Um, I mean, from memory, there was confetti when uh, the Raiders <laughs> the, made the playoffs. So it's it's almost like that was their Super Bowl. I think um, that's actually a massive. Yeah, that's that's definitely something I want to talk about later with the Bengals having won that game. Like teams mm-hmm. that sort of treat that week prior as if it was like the grand final or Super Bowl, if you will. Moving on yeah. to the next week, not sure how I feel about that going forward, but. We will go to the next one. So next game was Bills Patriots, or next one that I've got put down. I can't remember yep. the exact order. Bills Patriots. Yeah, I think this was the next game. Um, uh, wow, that was uh, as someone that had gambled on the Bills. There was that was satisfying. Uh, <laughs> that and was and a- as someone who I, I think for me, so I I was uh, I was on the Pats this game, and I think I just I let myself fall for the hype pregame, which was all about the weather and how that was going to suit the Patriots. It was. Um, I, I don't even know how cold it was, but it was something ridiculous. Um, well, I, and, I, was, and, I thought that talk was pretty funny. Like the the talk leading into the game was the weather and how it was going to affect the Bills, the passing offense, etc. Like obviously the Patriots, definitely a, a run focused team, mm. but people forget like Buffalo's Buffalo's kind of colder than Massachusetts anyway. So the Bills are sort of used to playing in those cold conditions all the time. And yeah. man, like I think it was straight up in the first quarter. Some of those runs that Josh Allen was making, like he did not give a fuck. He was just running through people. He was insane. Like, he oh. honestly near near the best individual performance I've seen. Um, what did he have? Five touchdowns, I think it was. And some, five touchdowns. I think they, I think oh. they had. Uh, what, I think they they ended up putting up eight touchdowns, and, and that's off 
uh, I guess nine drives, but every, they they scored a touchdown off every drive until they the last, their last scoring touchdowns which, on kneeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they were an absolute buzzsaw. They were yeah, Patriots just had nothing to stop them, and, and um, yeah, I think I put my faith in in Bill Belichick and his experience, particularly in the playoffs. Um, I, I expected it to be a bit more of a the game throughout the season where there was wind and rain and cold that Bill Belichick well, well, just template, got the best of the, the Bills. But. The template for the Patriots was that game a few weeks ago when, oh, it was more than a few weeks ago now, but earlier in the season where they had, I think, Mac Jones threw three passes and they just ran all over the Bills. And exactly. It was a low-scoring game. That was the yeah. template, but I think it was bound to catch up with the Patriots at some point. Like, obviously, if you're a Patriots fan, you're in a pretty happy place anyway. You've yeah. Look like you've got a QB that can take you forward. But mm. I think during the course of this season, he hasn't really shown that he can get involved with a top-tier quarterback in a shootout. Like, he's always been, you know, let's run the ball first, mm. bit of play action, try and move it along, but hasn't really shown that he can sort of take over a high-powered offense just yet. But, yeah. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. Like, give that guy time. He's going to be absolutely fine. Um, yeah. Betting-wise, I, as I said, had for that day I had just the Bengals and Bills in my little multi so I was happy with mm. that and had the Bills in the second leg of my overall multi where I just tried to pick every result um, yeah. what about yourself? Uh, I, like I said I, I was on the Pats there um, I, and I was feeding the unders I was expecting it to be a low low scoring gritty game which it just wasn't um, what was it do, do you remember what the under was set at? I can't remember off the top of my head um, I would have to look it up, but I, I remember I, I was betting on the unders for scoring and I think throwing for Josh Allen. So the, the, the total was 44. Yeah, um, there you go. Which <laughs> they got blown out. The Bills beat that by themselves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I Yeah, I had uh, both Josh Allen and Mac Jones throwing under their totals, um, which were about low to mid 200s and the under 44. I was just expecting, expecting it to be a run first a slug, um, yeah, and Bills just... You look at that stat line for Josh Allen, 308 yards, five TDs. Like, you'd think that's played on a nice sunny day in California, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it, it was definitely a game um, where you would have loved to have been on any any of the Bills players for touchdowns, um, for yards, for anything. They just they were sure. all over it. I think um, Dawson Knox had two touchdowns, almost three. Um Yes, mark, mark his name other. down. Mark his name down. We'll come back to him. Yeah, I, 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 he, he was... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I haven't actually put any bets on him this week, but he was definitely in, in the forefront. Um, Devin Singletree also got two touchdowns. He, um, he's been sneaky good the last couple of weeks. He has. Their running game's come along a long way. Along. And I think, I think uh, I'm going to touch on this a bit more when we do get to the Bills, but I think... In terms of all-round teams, they're probably the, the most well-rounded. They've got great passing game. They've now got a decent oh, yeah. run game. And they're great on the defensive side of the ball as well. They get key turnovers and stops when they need to. I just think they're, they're all-round dangerous. Josh Absolutely. Allen can throw if, and run. If Singletary, is start, is, if Singletary can be relied upon, their running game is so multifaceted because they can still go that five wide, have Allen basically do just like a QB draw. Yeah, and be a running back, or they can throw a Singletary into the backfield. Gives them so many options that makes them a really dangerous team and a good betting option, in my opinion, going forward. Yeah, um, we'll jump on to the next game, which I believe was the Buccaneers and the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> look, 
I don't really think there's a whole lot to say about this game. I don't think there's any surprises here. No, um, I don't think so. I think Jay- my... Jalen Hurts doing Jalen Hurts things and basically just like storming back at the end probably put up a half decent fantasy score, but oh, really yeah. not affecting the outcome. Exactly. Um, I think going into this game, I think I think I'm sure a lot of the money would have been on the Bucks. My only concerns uh, from from that perspective on the Bucks is. Their injuries, key injuries to mm, Chris Godwin, yeah, Lenny Fournette, no uh, Antonio Brown now, obviously. Um, but uh, it doesn't seem to to phase Tom Brady. Well, they also had um, the young right, I think he's the right tackle, is it worse? He, he mm. got injured halfway through the game and their offensive line did struggle a bit. Like Philadelphia were definitely able to get to Brady. and Yeah. Brady hasn't been sacked a whole lot this season. They were mm. definitely able to throw him off a bit. To be fair, yeah. it didn't obviously it didn't really affect the outcome, but that could be something going yeah. into that Rams matchup that gives you a bit of cause for concern. Yeah, absolutely. I've noted that down as well. It's uh, something I'm looking at this week. The the O line. I think Brady got sacked four or five times by mm. the Eagles, and when you're coming up against Von Miller and Aaron Donald of the Rams, it's uh, and probably concerning. Yeah. Von Miller definitely playing himself into form too. Like that's that's a pretty scary front to come up against. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to add on that game. Like I thought Evans was good. He had saw plenty of targets. Um, mm. Gronk is look. We kind of just like expect playoff Gronk. Yeah, like he's just he's always going to pop up with like fifty yards and a touchdown here and there. Mm. Um, the only uh, the only other player who I thought was sneaky good in that game was uh, Kayshawn Vaughn for the Bucks. The the running back. Yeah. Uh, in, in Lenny Fournette's absence. Um, no Ronald Jones. It seems like Vaughn's just taken over that role. Well, Vaughn uh, and Bernard got most of the most yeah. of the backfield work, yeah. And and I thought they looked dangerous um, hmm. uh, running the ball It'd be interesting well. to see. That's, that's going to be one of the sort of question marks going into the divisional round is if Fournette's going to be able to come back from his hamstring. He's still listed as questionable. Hmm. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit going forward. So, as far as betting goes for that one, how did you go? Uh, that I think that was uh, one one part of my first successful bet. So, um, nice. sure we'll, we're we'll on the touch- board. Yes, <laughs> finally, we'll touch on the Chiefs Steelers. But uh, yes, I was on the Bucks in this game. Um, I'm not quite sure what the the line was, but I, I had the, I, the Bucks line. Bucks were minus three and a half, and I took that. Oh, actually, that might have been an alternate line I took, I think. But uh, I think the I, actual I think line I, was up towards double figures. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took the alternate line as well. I think I yeah. took it down to about uh, three or six points. Um, so, yes, that that uh, started to it started to get me on the board for the week. That's good. Yeah, um, I, was, I was the same. I, I, t- I uh, altered the Bucks line down to three and a half, and I had them head-to-head in my... Mm. I don't know. I just I just like doing an overall multi for the week, just like seeing yes. if I can just tip the round. Yeah, got close this week. Um, you did. So yeah, had had bucks minus three and a half. We'll move on to the next one, which was uh, Chiefs and Steelers. Mm-hmm. A game um, that like I was watching the first quarter, and I was thinking, I was what? Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I was I was watching the Chiefs, and I'm like, they kind of don't really look like they're prepared for this game at all. And then mm. I think. Just after the first quarter, they go down seven nothing, and then just go on a crazy run. And just yeah, it, it's like out. it's like they just kick themselves into gear. They they probably I I, I can't uh, speak for the psychology of it, but it, it looked like they weren't 
prepared for the game. It looked like they were expecting it to be a cakewalk, which it was in the end for them. But that that first quarter slightly concerning to watch. Um, I really don't know how much to read into that first quarter. Like I was watching it, and I'm thinking, I'm like watching it, and I'm like, okay, so like obviously if they won that game, I think it was pretty well already drawn up that they're going to be playing the Bills. I'm like watching it. I'm, mm, Bills definitely look more appealing here, but then the way the Chiefs can just put and I don't know, it seems like. Obviously, the Chiefs had a pretty rough start to the year. I think they were mm. pretty sure they were three and four at one point or around that mark anyway, which for them for the last three or four seasons is pretty pretty much underperforming. Yeah. Um, the way that they've sort of reinvented their offense and they're, they're not sort of as reliant on the big, long touchdown strikes, like, you know, Mahomes throwing a crazy 70-yarder to Tyreek Hill or whatever. They're sort of putting mm. together more sustained, more long play drives. Yeah, which I think I yeah. think bodes well for them as a playoff as a playoff team. But yeah, I don't absolutely. know how much to read into it. They they weren't having much competition from the other offense. Like big big Ben, that man is cooked. He's done. He, he, yeah, <laughs> that, my only note on Steelers is that Big Ben can't throw past the line of scrimmage. Um, I think the I tell you what, I hope he reports back for training camp next year. Send him around <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, I think yeah, like you said, um, Mahomes is slowly coming around to to the checkdowns and and just chipping away on those long drives rather than the, the long downfield stuff. Well, that, this that year we've the, seen the the cover two defense just destroy them at times. Um, that's that's just, exactly what I was going to say. Like that was the rub on them for sort of the first half of the year. It was like, oh, you can <laughs> you can basically just play a cover two and bait Mahomes into just trying to throw the touchdown every play and you'll be able to pick him off. But yeah, realistically, that might have worked for a little bit, but. Andy Reid's a pretty smart coach. Mahomes is not a one-trick pony at quarterback. Like he's gonna figure it out. He's, yeah, you know, he's unreal still. Yeah. Even though, and like we're talking about him having a down season. Like, let's, mm. I'm just gonna look up his stats right now, and I can tell you. Like, I think he's still in the top five for passing yards. He's still throwing touchdowns. 37 touchdowns with 13 interceptions this year. Like, that's yeah, mate. I would take that at the Cleveland Browns any day of the week, <laughs> mate. I think he would take <laughs> any quarterback at the Cleveland Browns right now. <sighs> Yeah, look, I don't know. I we can talk about that another time. Well, we could talk I'll... about Baker until the cows come home. <laughs> we could. Uh, um, okay, so betting wise on the Chiefs, I altered their line down to minus six and had yeah. that in with the Bucks minus three and a half. So I got up on that one. Yeah, um, I had, had the a, exact same bet. Uh, I had a stake of twenty bucks on that and got twenty two. I uh, won back forty two dollars and sixty cents. So I got up twenty two sixty. So I was pretty happy with that. Nice. It's, I'll tell you what, it was it was a good feeling betting on Brady and Mahomes as opposed to uh, Jalen Hurts and Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. It was a good place to be in. <laughs> yeah. You always, you always want to be on the better quarterback. There's nothing worse than watching a game, even if they've got the better team, but betting on someone like Big Ben or Jalen Hurts who can throw picks or just have an off game, it's it's stressful. You don't want to be uh, on the bad quarterbacks. Exactly. Like um, I think that's something that I've noticed, like especially with the expanded playoffs. Like mm. You can sort of pick out that bad quarterback team or maybe like a bad quarterback, bad head coach team and just take advantage of that. Yeah. Especially like, you, you know, you always get a little bit of an improved odds in a multi, like just throw in, you know, obviously the Eagles, we didn't really expect them to go anyway. Like what were they? Eight and nine, nine and eight. Weren't yeah. Really I think like, they only, I think they only just snuck in. They snuck uh, in. Exactly. And same with the Steelers. Like realistically, the Steelers, I'm going to sound like a bit of a home here, but the Steelers made it into the playoffs because the Browns lost a game where they had 20 players out for COVID against the Raiders. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, moving forward from that one, um, 
we go to... Well, look, we've already sort of touched on the 49ers-Cowboys game. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of quick points on the Look, on the I was going well. to throw to you because sure, I was sure that you would have something very exciting to say about your 49ers. <laughs> so I will yeah, throw I'll to take, you here. I'll take any opportunity to uh, talk about the Niners after they come off a win. Um, I, just remember, I was just getting text messages. Like I was on, Look, I've got to be honest. I had to catch up watching this game. I was on the golf course, come back, probably got to see the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, which... To be fair, was kind of the most important, obviously the most important part of the game. And I'm just mm. getting message after message at you from you while you're supposed to be at work. It was great. I was I really enjoyed it. Wreck. I was an absolute <laughs> wreck. Um, I think, without trying to be too biased, I honestly think the Niners were better on both sides of the ball for three quarters of the game, probably. Um, at least, so. at least a bit over half a game. Um, the Cowboys' discipline was terrible. I think they gave away 14 penalties. Um, if they did somehow like, sneak a win like there at the it end. On, it felt like when I flicked the TV on, I was just seeing flag after flag after flag. Like, yeah. It was insane. On key plays as well. They were, <sighs> I, I've never been more out. relieved, but if I, were, if I were a Cowboys <laughs> fan, I would have been tearing my hair out. I think I, um, I heard a stat today, actually, that if the Cowboys did sneak a win there, they would have been the most penalised team to win a playoff game. Is that right? um, if they wow. had, if they if they snuck that there at the end, so um, yeah, I think honestly, I think the Niners did uh, did dominate the majority did, of yeah. the game, and what? it was only a classic Jimmy G pick that let the Cowboys back in. I think we were up by more than two scores, and then I had possession of the ball, it was, just driving down the field, and he's just thrown a relatively needless pick. It was a it's silly just, pick. Like it, yeah. it seemed like a pretty straightforward throw, and he, he just threw it over the guy's head. I can't mm. remember who he was targeting, but it just just sailed over the top of him into the lap of a Cowboys player. Yeah, yeah. The one think... play that I thought could have swung it was, I think it was the Cowboys' second last drive, mm. and Dak just like I, I tell you what, what something that was definitely impressive was the 49ers' defensive line. They were just getting through that Cowboys' offensive line, putting pressure yeah. on Dak. Yeah, and they get through, and Dak's basically running for his life. He just heaves one down, and I think it's Cedric Wilson. Yeah, sort of like he sort of like is running down, but then he turns to look at the ball, and he turns back towards the infield, and he, he just slips, and it looks like he's going to catch it and make the play. He gets his hands to it, yeah. and drops it. If he makes that catch, yeah, I mean, look, I had the 49ers plus three, so I wasn't too stressed. Like I figured the Cowboys, you know, if they got up one point, I was still all right. But yeah, I, that could have swung the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, I know the play you're talking about, um, and I think it was a matter of... But, look, in the end, it, it's probably, like, one of my big gripes with the American football, like the NFL. It's it, You're putting, like, it's such a technical game, and it's, like, so much is reliant. Like, from all the things I've been reading this week, like, all the analytics say that 14 seconds for your last play if you want to run a play inbounds and spike it. Like, that is kind of your limit. You're sort of yeah, leaving I, it in the I've hands of the it. gods a bit there. Yeah, they usually say 18 seconds is like a safe time limit to run a play inbounds and be able to get to the line and spike it. Exactly. And yeah. literally the clock is apparently, oh, from what I read, the uh, clock is at one when Dak snaps it and then he spikes it, but he spikes it as at zero. So technically speaking, if he drops back and passes that, it's still, it's still a, a live play. Yeah, exactly. They actually did get the play in. Um, yeah. But so the last the last play of the game was the the spike. Um, uh, you touched the the Niners' um, defensive line just got up got after Dak. Um, 
that was my only other successful bet of the week. I had them to get more than four and a half sacks and more Ooh, sacks like than, than the Cowboys. Um, I just put my faith in um, Nick Bosa, basically, um, which, again, I'll probably touch well, he, on he this. He left in the game the, in the first half, didn't he? Yes, I think it was and, just before halftime, and that yeah. did swing things a little bit. I think he had at least at least one sack and a lot of pressures before he went off. Um, we lost Fred Warner later on in the game too, so mm, two very I've concerning, got that down. Two yeah. very concerning losses. Um, we'll touch on that in a minute as well. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely got that marked down. Looking forward to the Packers game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, did you have anything else to add on the 49ers? Look, it's not really relevant, but I just want to throw in that uh, surely Debo Samuel's got to be in the Offensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Um, He's unstoppable. Yeah. I've literally I've got on my notes here for the uh, Packers <laughs> 49ers game. I've literally, all I've written is put an asterisk and written Debo unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, they're He's using him as a unreal. running back. They're using, he using him passes. as a receiver. He, he, threw a, uh, he threw a touchdown. Yeah. He's, yeah, insane. Where did he go in our fantasy draft? Uh, I picked him up, I think, in about the seventh or eighth round. That's crazy. Um, he was my only he's saving like, grace this he's year. Like a, he's probably not a first-round pick, like when you throw in all the running backs, but he's probably a second-round pick. Yeah. he And he, this year, at least. I mean, in previous years, the only thing that's let him down has been injuries. But yeah. outside of injuries, he's probably the most reliable and consistent player because they give him work in the backfield. They, exactly. He's... Jimmy G's favorite target. Um, he's just so reliable. He gets so many yards after the catch. Um, he's yeah, he does everything, and so, and he's an absolute legend. Um, <laughs> I've seen me- I've seen many videos of him. Uh, uh, you'll be talking about that Kittle to- jersey for a Debo jersey <laughs> in no time. <laughs> yes, I've got my eyes on it. Don't worry. Um, I I think we'll just go over the betting. I had the 49ers plus three. I didn't. Ha- I had and I had them in my multi for the week, just in terms of picking the and in terms of tipping the week. What about yourself? You had the four and a half sacks, obviously. Anything else? Um, yes, just the just the sacks, and uh, I had them in my multi, but the multi unfortunately had already failed at this point. Yes, we'll come to that. To so the Cardinals of Arizona, mm. which, who got blown out in terrible fashion by the Rams, thirty-four to eleven. Um, I, I don't know why I, I talked myself myself into the Cardinals at plus four. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why. Like, I'm, they're away from home. You know, I, I suppose if you're in doubt, you do normally take the points. But they, Kyler just had the deer in the headlights look from the first quarter, and he threw that horrible interception in the red zone. That, uh, sorry, in his own end zone. Mm. Basically, I think it was twenty-one nothing at that point. And yeah. they just couldn't get anything going. They couldn't get their running game going. They couldn't throw. Like they missed Hopkins a lot. Yeah. But I, yeah, I still thought they could have been a bit better. What did you think? Yeah, absolutely. Kyler Murray was doing his best Jared Goff impression with that pick. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think I was thinking like maybe did you know like before he got drafted as a quarterback, he was drafted as a baseball player as well. Yeah, apparently he would have. Uh, yeah. He he would have been a professional baseball player if he wasn't a um. Look. <laughs> He's, he's interesting because I always feel like he starts off the season, especially the last two years, red hot. Yeah. And especially fantasy-wise, like, I had it in my head, like, he's a perfect sort of, like, buy low candidate. Not so much a buy low, but you draft him, 
Mm. And then you can sell him really high because he'll set the house on fire for the first six weeks. Yeah, and he but has you... so many boom games as well. He can exactly. Well, he's, got the, he's got the rushing floor and he yeah. can throw really well. But then mm. it's happened for the last, at least the last season. Um, he sort of falls off a bit of a cliff going towards, and that's not a pun intended, by the way, um, toward, going towards the playoffs. Like he, he, he just didn't have it yesterday. But to be fair, Rams were pretty impressive. Yeah, don't know that the Cardinals put up enough of a fight to make me a real believer in the Rams yet. I've been burnt too many times this season by Matthew Stafford, especially owning him as a fantasy quarterback. But yeah, yeah, no, Do I you... agree on all on all fronts there. The um, I actually I, I did not too bad from a betting perspective this game, although I didn't actually win any money from it. I I did have the Rams in my multi, um, but unfortunately it was already done at this point. Um. The other bet I had on this game was I had Kyler to go over his rushing total, which was 38 and a half. I think he ended up with six yards. Yeah. uh, I had James Conner to get an anytime TD. So I multied those together. James Uh Conner did get his TD. um, And I was expecting, uh, I was expecting essentially what happened in this game, which that, which was that Donald and uh, Von Miller were going to get after him. And I expected, um, Kyler Murray to just put up those numbers based on scrambles, just getting outside the pocket and, and scrambling away from them. But Rams just did a really good job of keeping him in the pocket. They did. Um, yeah, they did. That, that's um, all it came down to. They're, um, they're kind of, when you think about it, like they're such a top-heavy team. Yeah. Kinda, it's kind of, you get to the playoffs and you think, like, what can you rely on? You can rely on stars. And they've just got stars everywhere. Mm. Like yeah. in that defense, like, I mean, they were t- the talk was going in how weak in the secondary is, but they've still got Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you've still got you've now got Von Miller and Aaron Donald up front. Like it's still a, it's still a pretty star-studded defense. Yeah, and they definitely just shut the Cardinals down completely. Um, betting wise, I as I said went on the Cards plus four, which was my first loss of the week, and I had the Cards as the last leg in my multi. So um, now's probably a good time to round up where we were at. Yep. I uh, will chuck this in the spreadsheet later. I wagered 70 and I gained $39.14 for the weekend. Yeah. So I did uh, significantly worse. I wagered 70. <laughs> I recovered 40 of that uh, on my two wins. So uh, for the week, I guess I'm down 30. Um, Lucky we've got three weeks to make it all up. Yes. Yes, I hope so. Well, uh, we might take a quick break and then we'll come back and preview the divisional games going forward. Sounds good. Okay, moving on to the divisional round preview. Uh, We're going to start, we'll go in order. So we'll start with the Titans and Bengals. Uh, Australian time, this game will be 8.30 a.m. It's an afternoon Saturday game in Tennessee. Uh, Odds-wise, we've got the... Oh, this is up to date from Ned's as of Wednesday afternoon. Um, it is $1.55 for the Titans, $2.50 for the Bengals. Ned's has the line set at the Titans, minus three and a half. Um, what are your thoughts here, Stu? Straight off the bat, to be honest, I like the Bengals. Um, we touched on it before. Oh, um, we're going to disagree straight away. I like this. This uh, is I know. good. Let's I go. Know. I, knew, I knew we would. Um, <laughs> look, I... I don't necessarily like the Bengals outright, um, but mm-hmm. I like them with the three and a half points. Um, 
I we touched on it before with Joe Burrow, his weapons, Mixon, Higgins, Chase, Tyler yep. Boyd. Um, they've got lots of weapons there. Um, and to be honest, Titans are the favorite. They're the one seed, but I just I don't know for some reason I have more faith in the Bengals. I don't know yeah. whether that comes down to having Ryan Tannehill in fantasy this year and seeing how terrible he <laughs> was, was for that. me. Um, but I, I've just got more faith in Burrow than I do in Tannehill. Um, I've got a couple of stats to to back myself up with the with the Bengals three and a half points. Um, yep. So that that's that's gonna the, the Bengals getting the extra three and a half points is gonna form the basis for my bet in this game. Um, just a couple of stats. Bengals are eleven and seven against the spread this season, and they're six and three when they're underdogs, and six and two on the road. So actually, pretty decent underdogs bad, and on the road yeah. team. Um, they're the seventh best passing team, and the Titans are the twenty fifth best. So one of the worst teams mm-hmm. against the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and Titans have only won by more than three points on six time uh, six occasions this year, and two of those were against the Jags, and one was against the Dolphins. So Against legitimate teams, um, one was against that weird Chiefs in that weird Chiefs game where they just blew them out. Um, I think there was one against the Colts, and I can't remember the other. But they've only really won by more than three points three times this year against the decent opposition. So I just, I just like the Bengals either keeping it really close, keeping it within a field goal, or potentially just winning it outright. Those are all fair points. Let me present my counter. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So, I think this is a really interesting matchup because what do the Bengals do well? Bengals pass the ball really well. Yeah. What are the Titans not good at? The Titans don't have a great secondary. So, you would think Cincinnati's going to be able to throw the ball in the more okay. But what do Tennessee do really well? They run the ball really well. Who do yeah. Tennessee have coming back this week? Derrick Henry, maybe? That was my, I, that was my one caveat. If, uh, okay, if Derek, so... If, De- if Derrick Henry plays... Uh, Look, we a, don't know. It's a different ball game. We don't know what kind of Derrick Henry, Henry we're getting back, though. That's the yes. only thing. However, Derrick Henry back. The Bengals aren't a good run defense team. Um, so fantasy data's got them, the um, Bengals, as the number. Where am I with my stats? The, sorry, their rushing defense is okay, but they've got. Three, I think three defensive linemen went out injured in their game against the Raiders. Yeah. Ogan Joby out, a couple of other guys out. Yeah. I do think the Titans are going to be able to run the ball. Mm. Now, second point that I had doing a little bit of research today. I know you're kind of off Ryan Tannehill after his <laughs> performance, but his last three weeks. So against the 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans, he has thrown seven touchdowns and no interceptions. He's kind of been sneaky. Good lately. Yes. Um, I also thought, what do we sort of like to look at in terms of picking trends in playoffs? I, I think it's, as we mentioned before, coach and QB combos that you can go for. Mm. I like Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill has had success in the playoffs before. We spoke about teams that, obviously, the Raiders going into the playoffs that really celebrated that win the week before. The Bengals, that's their first playoff win in like. 30 years. They were yeah. super stoked to win that game. Fair yeah. enough. They, they deserve to be. But can they go to Tennessee and win? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, and look, one other point. I think we always overrate, like we, in, not just in NFL, in any sport, any team that has a playoff buy, 
we always overrate that team that comes in week one and gets the win. Yeah. Because we haven't seen the other team play. It's, yeah. you know, it's natural. It's fair enough. So with that being said, my bet for this game, I have just gone straight up. I've taken the Titans minus three and a half at $1.94. I've just chucked okay. 10 bucks on that. Okay. I've gone a little bit more exotic um, in this one. Like I said, so you haven't learned your lesson from week one. <laughs> I was waiting for this. Um, so I've took, uh, I've taken the Bengals to cover the three and a half point line. Um, and like I said, I like the, I like the matchup of the Bengals passing offense against the Titans secondary. I've got mm-hmm. Joe Burrow to throw over 250 passing yards. So that's not his line, um, but I've taken that down a little bit just to give yep. me a bit more breathing room. So Burrow to throw over 250 passing yards, and I've got a Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. Um, I just think his big playability is too much. He didn't get one last week, um, but he's Burrow's favorite target. Um, and that gives me $4.48 odds, and I'm chucking a tenner on that. I like it. Look, let's be honest, that's probably the least anticipated matchup this week. Yes. So good that we got that out of the way early. Um, do you want to save Packers 49ers for the end, or do you want to get straight into it? Uh, look, let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. Okay, so um, Packers 49ers at Lambeau. It will be uh, sun, uh, It will be a Monday – is it a Monday or Sunday game? I, I think it's – I've got it as the Sunday – Sunday show. midday Australia. game first, right? Yeah. You are correct. Um, and it's an 8-15 local. So it's a night game in Green Bay. It's going to be cold. Um, the line is Packers minus six. It was minus five and a half yesterday, but it's moved out to minus six. Packers mm. head-to-head with the 49ers are $1.42 versus $2.90 for the 49ers. I've got lots of notes for this one. I probably have too many <laughs> notes for this one. This is gonna. This is my most anticipated game of the weekend. I'm very excited. I do think we're going to end up agreeing on this one, but let me Ooh. present first the case for the for, uh, for the Packers. Yeah. Best team all year. I yes. think we can agree on that. Uh, yes. They laid an egg week one against the Saints. Saints, yes. But since then, been pretty consistent. Yes, um, with the likely MVP in their team as well in Aaron Rodgers. Look, the only reason he's not going to get it is because of the vaccine stuff. Yeah. And we don't need to get into that, but that's that's there's no other reason the man doesn't that get would it. Be that. Through 37 that would be touchdowns, that, four interceptions, over 4,000 yards passing. Like, yeah. The thing is, like, if you go through his, even just go on his Wikipedia page, Aaron Rodgers, and just have a look at, like, the interceptions he's thrown over the years, he is so often just in, like, low single-digit interceptions for a season. He got, he does not turn the ball over. Yeah. A um, couple of interesting little stats that I have. Um, look, I will present the case for the Packers in a second, but the 49ers have actually knocked the Packers out of the playoffs three times since 2012. Mm. So that may have factored into my gambling. Packers do have some recent success against the 49ers. They won their last meeting this year. Um, they do... We are expecting... I think a couple of key members of their team, uh, sorry, of their defense to come back. Yes. Uh, I think Jair Alexander is um, supposedly suiting up for this one, which is a huge mm. in. That's a big in. Um, absolutely. Look, the case of the Packers, they're at home. They've got the best player in this game. Um, look, head to head, as good as Jimmy G has been sort of since halfway through the season, just after, you're going to take Aaron Rodgers any day. Lafleur mm. and Shanahan, kind of cancel each other out. I kind of like both of them as coaches. Yeah. Um, 
However, and I'm going to throw to you here, I like the 49ers. And tell me why I should like the 49ers. Uh, look, I, I assume this is where you're going with this, but basically want a repeat of the NFC Championship game from two years ago where <laughs> Raheem Mostert ran for 220 yards and four touchdowns against the Packers. Um, you, like, literally... Uh, it's almost like you saw my notes, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think uh, that's that's how we that's the recipe to win. Honestly, we just need to run all over them. Um, I do. I've kind of emotionally hedged against this game. Um, Ooh, I, I did not expect that. Yeah. So um, another sneaky stat: the Packers are eleven and one against the spread directly after a loss. So. From memory, they lost to the Lions in round eighteen. I don't know how you much are correct. Much... Thirty-seven to thirty. Yeah, I don't know but how I much mean, weight you really put into that game. Seriously, did they? Yeah, they didn't um, take that game seriously. But it, it, as we all know, Packers coming off a loss, they're they're great. It's true. It's um, true. So they are eleven and one against the spread after coming off a loss. Um, but the Niners are six and one against the spread when they are underdogs, which they are going into this game. Um, I think the result of this game hinges slightly on whether Fred Warner and Nick Bosa are healthy. I've got that written down. Yep. Um, also, Jimmy G uh, sprained his shoulder. Yes. So I we, we're that. not sure. Look, he, I think he's expected to practice this he week. Is so I'm assuming he, he should be good to go. Um, I read all three of those 49ers players are expected to suit up. So look, I that, have I made think that's my bets idea. expecting them to play. And if they don't, that is the reason I lost. No other reason. <laughs> exactly. Um, I Can think, I throw some stats at you? Yeah, uh, I'll just quickly say, in my opinion, I think the Niners have arguably one of the best defensive fronts left in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, if Warner and Bosa are fit, I think if anything's going to let us down, it's our secondary and Rogers' ability to pick that apart. Um, well, that's interesting because that's the style I was going to throw at you. So the Packers are seven and zero. Oh. If Adams has a hundred plus yards, yeah. So that's, I mean, it kind of goes without saying that's the key. Um, mm. Fantasy data has the Packers. Um, I'll just read you through a couple of their things. So defensively, they're number eleven against the run. However, that's kind of kind of masked by the mask. Excuse me, masking the fact that they allow four point six yards of carry. So that's based purely on points. Four point six yeah. yards of carry against this 49ers run offense is. A little bit concerning if you're a Packers fan. Mm. Um, obviously, we know how good the 49ers run game is. They're ranked number seven for yards in rushing, but I think the way that they've played over the last sort of seven, eight, nine weeks. In fact, they're actually eight and two in their last 10 games. Shows yeah. that they're definitely one of the best run games left. They're trending up. Eli Mitchell's been great this year. And uh, I think we actually suffered a little bit when he was out throughout the year, but he's, he's really come into his own. He's... Yeah, and well, since we'll put Debo on for a, field as well. And not only speaking of that run attack, how's this for a sneaky start? Since week 10, Jimmy Garoppolo, number two in yards per attempt out of all quarterbacks and number seven in QB rating. But you didn't expect to hear that. No, I didn't. As a, uh, <laughs> I, I go through many emotions with Jimmy G. I'll go from hating him to loving him to hating him again. By all he accounts, a silly a very pick. popular teammate. Yes, yes. And a very handsome man. I will say I think there's a slight caveat on uh, Jimmy G's stats given how many yards after the catch players like Debo Fair. Samuel, Brennan Ayuk, um, George Kittle get for him. 
Um, There's probably not a lot of depth to throw on those, but I thought it was an interesting stat nonetheless. Yes, that is. Yes. No, um, give, me, give me any positive Niners stats. I'll take them. <laughs> the other key matchup, obviously, assuming Bosa is coming back healthy. Um, he's in concussion protocol, but as I said, expecting to play. David Bakhtiari did play that Week 18 game against the Lions. Mm. That will be lining up against each other. Obviously, Bakhtiari went healthy, top-level tackle. Um, but Bosa, as we know, just is a machine. So is. that's yeah. a huge matchup. I, as far as our bets go, I have taken the 49ers plus six. I like that number. I think it would mm. be close. Um, yeah. And that's paying $1.90 and I've just chucked $10 on that. Nice. Um, I've, like I said at the start, I've emotionally hedged this game a little bit. Um I've put a straight-up bet on this game, the Niners to win with an Eli Mitchell touchdown. Um, nice. That's paying $4.60. More, more exotic bets. I like it. Well, you're, going, you're, just, it. you're swinging for home runs. You're going to make up that money in one week, and I like it. <laughs> my uh, my thought process is I, I want to be on the Niners to win outright. I, like, I, I don't want to be taking um, the Niners with the six points because, to me, even if they, even if they cover that... Um, it's going to feel like a loss if they lose to me. Uh-huh. So I want to take the Niners to win. <laughs> and I think if the Niners win, uh, it's going to be through their run game. It has to be. So I think Mitchell's uh, anytime touchdown is probably decent there. So that's paying $4.60 and that's a $10 bet as well. I but... see no problem betting with your heart. There's no problem. <laughs> it's never failed me before. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I've emotionally hedged it. So I'll, I'll touch on my... Um, my multi for all the games later, yeah, we'll touch but, on I've, at the end. but I've, I've taken well. um, yep. but I've taken Packers in that with the minus six. All right, that's that's going to be a big game. I'm absolutely stewing that I have to go to work that afternoon. But anyway, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, next game will be Bucks and Rams. Mm. So oh, there's a lot to start here. I think. I've got this is the sort of where I've gone exotic. So yeah. I think both front sevens could just absolutely wreak havoc in this game. We spoke about Brady getting sacked by the Eagles. We spoke about um, how inconsistent Stafford's been this season, especially if you can get pressure on him. Yeah. Um, so I've I've actually I like this as a low scoring game. Uh, the real questions going into it. <laughs> well, the main thing for me that I've written down, as you know, I am sick of betting against Tom Brady. <laughs> I just keep losing money. And whether I've decided to jump on the train too late or not, I don't know, but I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of key things. Is Leonard Fournette going to be available? We don't know. He's still got the hamstring. Yep. Um, crazily enough, Cam Akers is back for the Rams and he actually he, played pretty well last he week. Looked, last he looked weekend. good last week. He, um, I think he, he played like a little bit the... against the Niners, but I think mm. he had about three carries. That was just really to see how he was. He but got like he 15 to 18 week. touches this, this week just gone. Yeah, I think he ran for about 50 or 60 yards or something. Something in that in that region. But he looked good. He was split, He was still splitting time with... Um, Sony Michelle, but uh, now I did forget to I did forget to read you out the odds actually. So uh, odds for this game, so it is in uh, Tampa, I believe. So it's the Bucks are a dollar sixty seven, Rams two twenty five, and the line is Bucks minus three. Yeah. Um. So a couple of high powered offenses really going at it here. Bucks are the number two offense in terms of points scored. Rams are number eight. Yeah. Um, the key difference for me and where I sort of like this going in the Bucks favor is the Bucks are the number five defense in terms of points 
allowed and the Rams are number 15. So they're sort of more middle of the road. Hmm. Um, last game, however, Rams did win 34-24. Yeah. Um, a lot hinges on whether the Bucks O-line can keep out Von Miller and Aaron Donald, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, on the opposite side of the ball, if the Bucks can get pressure on Stafford and stop him from being able to throw to cup, that's going to protect their secondary, and that's where I kind of like them. I think that they can. Yeah. What well, do you think? Uh, I both agree and disagree with all of your points. Um, <laughs> personally, I like the Rams in this game, but I just I can't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, for that reason, I'm just I'm staying well away of the result in this game. Um, I don't Ooh. know how it's going to play out. Um, I a couple of the the key stats that I was looking at are that the Rams are the fifth best passing attack, um, mm-hmm. and the Bucks allow on average two hundred and thirty nine passing yards per game, which is They're the twenty first. The yes, the their secondary is their weak point. Their mm-hmm. their lines are great. Um, Tom Brady's great. Um, it's just that, yeah, the secondary is... Even even though not... he was getting hit last week, I still thought he looked pretty good. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, I mean, look, it's not a hot take, but that guy looks incredible for 44. Like, mm. it's amazing how good he is. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side of that, the Bucks are the best passing team in the NFL, and the Rams are the 22nd best team against the pass. You yes. mentioned that they do have... Um, Jalen Ramsey in the second. Well, Ram- but... Ramsey goes to Evans. So yes. That's, that has to happen, right? Yeah. So then it's, does he neutralize Evans? He, look, he's going to make him work hard for anything he gets. Yeah, possibly. And... But but then you've got Tom Brady throwing to the likes of Gronk and Tom Brady makes players like Scotty Miller and... Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Whoever else does, they have catching... Does, the it matter who, does it matter who Tom Brady throws to? No, not like, really. Like, he can throw to anyone. Like, Scotty Miller... He'll throw to anyone and make them look good. Like he yeah. did it for years at the Pats. So yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, um, so for those reasons, I've actually taken a few just smaller bets, just yep. individual. Um, so I'm actually on both of the overs for passing yards for each of the quarterbacks. Ooh. So I've got Stafford throwing over 280. Yep. Um, and I've got Brady throwing over 286. Um, I've nice. just chucked a fiver on each of those. I don't and that. so uh, my thought process is I could hit one or I could get lucky and hit both. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not out of the realms of them both uh, throwing over that and it being a bit of a shootout. So I've also just chucked a small multi in there, which is the over for the points and each of their um, overs for the throwing total. I think so we, if, if they both throw over, it's probably going to be a high-scoring game. So We disagree on it being a high-scoring game then. Yes, I've, I've you, you think it's going to be a low-scoring yeah, I've I've gone Bucks minus three and a half with the under at forty eight and a half. Yeah, um, I like I've got in my head something like you know Bucks twenty four, Ram seventeen, something like that. Yeah, um, and I've just chucked ten dollars on that. And that's paying four. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've also thrown in the Bucks into my tip and multi, but we'll cover that at the end. Um, anything else to add on that one? No, I don't think so. I think. Um... I think Look, I think I think it's fair to say like both teams, especially if Fournette's not available, I think both teams will struggle to run. I can't yeah. see. Look, if Cam Akers maybe had played all year and had a big season like we'll expect him to, to do, mm. I could imagine maybe the Rams being able to run the ball a little bit. But that Tampa Bay front, they haven't probably been at their best for parts of the season, but they're still pretty damn good. Like and that's, that's Bay absolutely and Dominican Sue, like they're going to be very hard to run on. 
Yeah, and that's absolutely uh, factored into my bets, and that's why I've take I want to take the overs on the passing because I just don't see either team being successful in the running game. Um, mm-hmm. You might see Stafford checking down to Acres. Acres is actually pretty decent in the in the passing game as well. But definitely, that's a good point. Um, He's definitely going to get more passes than Sony Michelle. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- that's where I'm at with that one. Um, but uh, in terms of the result, it's just to stay away from me. I just don't. I don't know how it's going to go. I think. I like the Rams. Um, they've just got so many weapons across the board, but the Bucks have Tom Brady, so what can you do? As a Cleveland fan, I do not want Odell Beckham Jr. to <laughs> get to the championship game, so I hope the Bucks win. <laughs> he's uh, uh, right. He's been doing uh, pretty well. Like, OBJ. Yeah, like, um, he has been doing all right. He's been catching touchdowns. He hasn't been getting like, a huge amount of yards. He's pretty good against the Cardinals, though, but again, we covered that. The Cardinals did absolutely nothing. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to our... Last game, another yep. marquee matchup. Um, we've got the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills are at $2.10, Chiefs $1.73. And the line is Chiefs minus two. It was two and a half, but it's now coming to two. Usually um, they give the three-point favorite to the home team, so that suggests that the Bills are sort of, if it was a neutral ground, slightly favored. Yeah. Um, I've written a couple of things down here. I wrote this kind of as a question more than a statement, but... I like it. Hear me with that. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, and I don't even know if it's right, but is this the weakest Chiefs team of the Mahomes era? Um, or is it just different? When you... Are you referring to this season or are you referring to this right season. now? I think this well, that's, season, that's yes. that's a fair point. Yeah. I, think, I think midway through this season, it was probably the... That was probably the bottom for them. Um, they looked terrible on... On the defensive side of the ball, um, I think and... the, I think the main thing I was thinking of is the aura around the homes. It's not gone, but it's not what it was. It's not what it was last a season year. ago. Yeah. yeah, like he no, he's with that. fallible, yeah. if you will. Yeah, and we saw um, that with the the, cover, the the rise of the cover two defense. He just it, it took him, yeah, I don't know, four to six weeks to to even figure that out. Um, he's still been playing well, but he. He doesn't seem as superhuman as he did a season yeah. ago. Um, yeah. I've got also written down here, last matchup, the Bills won 38-20. to 20. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen played very well in that game. I can't remember his stat line, but Patrick Mahomes did not. However, yeah. that was quite early in the season. Something mm-hmm. that did counter my own point, <laughs> which I thought was good, was in the last 10 games, the Chiefs are 9-1. and one. Yes. So they are playing, they are winning. They just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the vibes. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Um they do seem to have found a little bit more of a running game with Jarek McKinnon, which yes. I like for them. Yeah, that was uh, one of my key takeaways from their game against the Steelers. I didn't, I didn't take too much away from that game, um, like we discussed. But Jarek McKinnon's emergence was one of those points that I, I did note because um, I think definitely. it is important for the Chiefs to have some form of running game to support Mahomes, especially against this Bills secondary. You need to yeah. be able to change it up a little bit. Um, yeah, because this this Bills defense is good. Mm. Yeah, yeah they're, they're the number one overall defense in terms of points allowed. So you look obviously if the Chiefs get hot, I think there's still a very good chance that the Chiefs could win this game. Mm. However, I think the Bills are going to win. I have backed the Bills. Um, I one key thing that I found in my research was the Chiefs defensively. The defense appears okay on the surface. They're number eight in terms of points allowed. 
However, if you break it down in terms of yards, they're actually 21st in rushing and 27th in passing. So they're a bit of a bend, don't break defense. Yeah, they're bottom to, 10 defense for both. Absolutely. To counteract that, Buffalo's got the third best red zone offense. Yeah. So they're not a kind of team that's going to get into the red zone and not take advantage of it. They've got Josh Allen, who's just a huge body, six foot five, just going to run straight through people. Or he's going to find Dawson Knox in the end zone. He's going to find mm. Stephon Diggs. He's going to find someone in there with a pass. I think um, so- I think we're we're very much on the same page here because I've um I've also got the Bills to win outright and you were just touching on it there they've got a great red zone offense and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that Josh Allen can get the ball <laughs> and he can pass or he can just run it in himself uh-huh. um, so I've taken yep. him as an anytime touchdown scorer because I think he's good value I think he's paying two dollars. Three dollars sixty or something like that, um, just for the touchdown. So it was against the Chiefs earlier in the season where he did that play where he like jumped over the linebacker, wasn't it? I'm sure yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. He's uh, he's got six rushing TDs on the year, and one of them was against the Chiefs earlier this year. Um, also uh, a sneaky MVP candidate. Yes. Yeah, I think he's. Um, it's close. It's going to be close. I think he's actually been quite underrated this year. I haven't heard him in the MVP discussion much, but. From memory, he was the number one fantasy quarterback. Not that that means anything he in the MVP. Would have been pretty close to it, yeah. Not, not that that means much yeah, in the MVP conversation, a, but it's an indication that he's yeah, he's sure. getting he's putting up good stats. Um, yep. And yeah, the, the Bills just look great on on every side of the ball. Um, they that you touched on it earlier. They've got the better defense. They've they're more well rounded. Um, mm-hmm. On offense, they've got Allen who can run and pass. They've got Singletary coming into his own. They've got about four or five receivers who can catch the ball. They've got Diggs. Um, Dawson Knox is a great red zone target. Um, well, I, just, I did I say remember them. Dawson Knox because let's get into our bets. So mm-hmm. I've doubled down here or almost tripled down here on the Bills. So this is going to make or break my entire weekend. But I've gone Bills head to head. But you've got the whole storyline of the Bills being the redemption story against the Chiefs again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm reading too much in that storyline. But anyway, I've gone Bills at $2.10. Um, chucked $10 on that. I've also chucked $5 on the Bills uh, to win outright, plus the over at 51 And at Dawson Knox anytime touchdown. And that's paying $7.24. And I've thrown the Bills into the last leg of my multi in terms of just tipping the weekend straight up. I like it. Yeah, I think we're on the same page for that one, um, which is funny because the Chiefs are favourite and I'm seeing a lot of uh, conversation around when I'm seeing people's Super Bowl picks. A lot of people have got the Chiefs in there um, as their Super Bowl pick. Um, I'm seeing a lot of Chiefs Packers. I'm not going to lie. It is scary betting against my homes. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm not 100% confident, but I, I just like what I see from the Bills. I think Bills as a team are much better. They're much yes, more well-rounded. Yes, I, um, yes, I agree. But the Chiefs have arguably a top three quarterback, receiver, and tight end in their team uh, in Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Um, probably the uh, – I think Kittle's a better could, tight you end. Make an but, argument, you uh, can make an argument that the Chiefs are more top-heavy. Very top-heavy. Almost similar to that Rams argument we were talking about before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so – uh, I think I like the Bills to get it done. Um, I'm still Look, a bit salty about the uh, um, Super Bowl from two years ago, so I don't even see the Chiefs going all the way. Um, that's fair. And, yeah, I just like the Bills to get it done. All right. I think we should um, announce our bets. Sounds good. Um, Do you want to go first? 
Yeah, I'll jump in. So just quickly so recap. How, how many bets do you have in total? So I have in total one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in total. Um, so just quickly back to the Titans Bengals game. I've got mm-hmm. the Bengals to cover the three and a half point line. Uh, Joe Burrow over 250 passing yards. Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. That's in a multi. Um, I've put $10 on that. Yep. Um, the Packers Niners game, I've got the Niners to win outright with an Eli Mitchell touchdown. Um, that's paying 460. Bucks and Rams, I've got Matthew Stafford over 280 passing yards, $5. I've got Tom Brady for his over at 286 for $5. Uh, and I've also put a multi together with both of those and them hitting the over points total, which is at 48 and a half points. Um, yep. And like we just discussed, I've got the Bills to win outright with a Josh Allen touchdown. Um, and I've just rounded it off with a $5 multi where I just like to put results for all the games. Uh, so I've got in my five dollar multi. I've got Bills outright to win. Um, I've got Packers uh, at minus six, so Packers to win by more than six. I've got. Uh, Jeez, that really is an emotional hedge. It is. It is. Um, it, yeah, it's nothing more than that. It, that's that's what it comes it's, down it's to. It's like the reverse jinx attempt. It is. Um, <laughs> and I've got both the Bengals and the Rams to cover the spread. Um, so mm-hmm. I put five dollars on that, and that's paying thirteen eighty three. So that'll return about seventy five dollars if that hits. That'll get you right back in business, wouldn't it? I need it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll run through mine quickly. So I've got six bets in total. So I've got the Titans minus three and a half. I've just chucked ten dollars on that. Mm-hmm. I've got going into the Forty ers plus six. I've chucked ten dollars on that. Um, then we go on to the Bucks Rams game. I've got the Bucks minus three and a half plus the under at forty eight and a half. I've put ten dollars on that. I've then put ten dollars on the Bills head to head. They're paying two dollars ten. Um, also thrown five dollars on the Bills head to head. The over of fifty one and a Dawson Knox anytime touchdown. That's paying seven dollars twenty four, and I've put five on that as I said. Uh, and then I've just gone for the pick'em. So I've got Titans, 49ers, Bucks, and Bills. You've just gone straight outright winners. Just straight outright winners. Just trying to tip the round. And yep. I put five dollars on that at seventeen seventy-five. I like it. I so like it. to recap, you've got if you hit that multi, what am I? I'm seventy-nine dollars ahead of you. So that basically covers the gap if you hit that. Yes. But I also don't want that hit because I would like the Niners to win. So <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, enjoy the weekend's games. This was fun. We'll, uh, we'll do this. We'll aim to do this again next week. I think we might have an extra guest joining us. It's uh, TBD at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Please uh, listen. Tell us what we did good. Tell us what we did bad. Um, we'll post this somewhere. If we do, subscribe. Enjoy listening. Um, and, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Stu. Thank you. See you, Johnson.